Section 7 of Biographical Memoir of John Wesley Powell, 1834-1902, by William Morris Davis. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 7. Geological Work. Powell's contribution to geology, apart from the action of surface processes and the explanation of surface forms, related chiefly to large structural problems. He published many carefully studied columnar sections, giving indication of thickness, composition, and unconformities, and making provisional assignment of geological dates. But on the latter point, he wisely held that, quote, it would be manifestly absurd to introduce into a newly studied province the nomenclature which had been adopted in those provinces previously studied, end quote. Uinta, page 38. This principle guided him some years later when he pointed out in his first report as director of the United States Geological Survey that the introduction of local formation names has taken place in opposition to received opinions and in spite of the almost universal efforts of geologists to attain uniformity. It therefore represents the logical and necessary growth of the science. It seems especially unwise for the exploring geologist to commit himself in early stages of investigation to refine and exact correlations, and in practice it is found that a great number of local names are used tentatively until further research demonstrates approximate identity or establishes diversity." End quote. Powell was one of the pioneers in the demonstration of the almost undisturbed continuity of deposition in the West from the Cambrian to tertiary time, sometimes slightly interrupted by gentle unconformities, but without trace of the revolution that, from the structures known in Europe and eastern North America, had been previously supposed to mark a worldwide break between the depositional records of Paleozoic and Mesozoic times. He was the first to bring out the great structural features of the Plateau province, already referred to. He repeatedly emphasized the action of uplifting rather than of compressing forces, for he had chiefly to do with broad structures of nearly horizontal strata, limited by faults or, as he so justly remarks, their homologues, monoclinal flexures, and the latter style of deformation was in his time a geological novelty. Complicated deformation was mostly limited in the plateau region to zones of diverse displacement between extended areas of little disturbance. The only sharp folds with which he had to do occurred in these narrow zones. He suggested that flexing of strata was probably a deep-seated process, while faulting was a more superficial one. As in his discussion of the problem of antecedents, stated above, so through all his writings, he strongly supported the then growing idea that, quote, upheaval was not marked by a great convulsion, for the lifting of the rocks in the Uintas was so slow that the rains removed the sandstones almost as fast as they came up, end quote. Following his systematic habit of mind, he grouped the mountainous reliefs of his region into two great classes, 
Some were composed of sedimentary strata and others of extravasated materials. He then divided these classes into a number of types according to details of structure and subdivided them still further according to the work of erosion upon them. The Appalachians were the only mountains here mentioned outside of his own field. The names given to his types were usually taken from local examples, although in certain cases similar structures had long been well known in other fields. His reason for thus passing over the earlier work of others elsewhere was evidently that he wished simply to classify the phenomena that he had himself observed. It was perhaps by reason of the habit of reducing his facts to schematic arrangement that he gave an oversimplified account of the basin ranges. He did not explicitly announce that the pre-faulting mass in the Great Basin was of complicated structure and possibly of irregular surface, he indeed tacitly implied a horizontal structure and plane surface when he wrote, quote, When the blocks into which a district of country has been broken by faults are greatly tilted so that the strata dip at high angles, the uplifted edges of such blocks often form long mountain ridges. Many of the ridge-like mountains of the Basin Province have this structure. Such a ridge is composed of monoclinal strata, the one side presenting a bold, escarped front, the other a more gently sloped back, conforming to a greater or less degree with the dip. End quote. Uinta Mountains, page 16. It is possible that the failure of later observers to find simple monoclinal structures and forms in the basin ranges corresponding to this simple description is in part responsible for the misunderstandings that have arisen regarding the origin of the ranges. In another connection, Powell's account of the basin ranges is more satisfactory, as will appear below. End of section 7